you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey guys, this is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? I've had a pretty stressful past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't record last week because I was at work. I was out of town. But there's no need to go into all the details. <laughs> it was a long week. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of kicking the balls I received. <laughs> However, it's life. Life mm-hmm. is lifing. Mm-hmm. And you recover. Mm-hmm. We began recovering last night. <laughs> <laughs> So last night, I haven't laughed that hard and I don't know <laughs> how long to the point where I couldn't breathe <laughs> and I needed us to stop. <laughs> my stomach was hurting, my sides were hurting. I woke up this morning, my sides were sore from laughing. <laughs> we were on a journey <laughs> and that's all I'll say about that. And we laughed. And I don't even think we planned on, like, being up that late. But we no. were up till, like, 12.30 or so. Laughed. Or and then we took a nap. Laughed, laughed, <laughs> ordered milkshakes from Chick-fil-A, <laughs> and took a nap. Um, and then at 1.30, I'm like, all right, it's time for me to go. <laughs> um, so, I did enjoy that. I mean, this weekend was was cool. I mean, I, I did some spring shopping and... I did. I went to this paint event, and we laughed. And <laughs> went to church and spent time with some family. I'm also working on my church website right now. Nice. Trying to bring my church in 2019. <laughs> we are behind. Let's it be. Um, but that's it for me. Um, my week overall was pretty busy, but good. Um, this weekend. Hung out with Shanae yesterday, did some client work, and then today I went to um, brunch with my best friend Maurice, and then we saw us, um, and that was good, but that's pretty much it for me. I kind of like, well, I didn't have much work to do this weekend, so it was kind of like a chill catch up on TV and watch Netflix overall kind of weekend, so. Oh, and I'll, uh, that's part of TV, I'll come back to that later. We can, we, you can start it off. Uh, so, um, the show we started watching last night, The um, Family or Fiance, that was the first couple to stay together. Um, oh, cool. But they really, like, going into it, they had everyone's blessing except the guy's mom. Because she felt like he just wasn't ready and he wasn't mature enough. And that she needed to still be first in his life and all this other stuff. But <laughs> I think I fell asleep on this. <laughs> oh, I had to rewatch it today because I was like, I don't remember past the first twenty minutes. But what um, shows this for people? Family or fiance? Family uh-uh. or fiance? Um, but they ended up getting everyone's blessing and they got married. Like it had their wedding pictures and everything. So I was like, Ooh, finally this show did something good for one of these families because they've been struggling. Um, so that was pretty much all for my weekend. What's going on in the media? Alrighty, I'll keep it 
brief. Would you eat vegan McNuggets from McDonald's? Um, first of all, <laughs> well, no. So that's gonna be my answer. I don't eat McDonald's. I haven't eaten McDonald's since like one of those drunk nights at Dell State. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> now they have a the rep says that they are testing pass um, new chicken free McNuggets. I don't Made from <laughs> mashed potato base, mixed with chickpeas, onions, carrots, and corn, then with breadcrumbs, and they're fried crispy. Mm. They are testing them, I think, out of the country. I haven't made their way to the U.S., but gotcha. my thought was, would you be intrigued no. by fast food restaurants now being having like vegan options? If or it more, was like Chick-fil-A? Like Chick-fil-A vegan nuggets. If they did it, I would try you'd it. You'd be open to I try would, it. I would try it. But McDonald's, you're yeah. like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think really Chick-fil-A is one of the few, I guess, fast food restaurants I really eat from. Unless you count like... Cordoba is a fast food restaurant, but I don't really eat for many. So yeah, Chick Fil A would have to do it because that's during Lent. That's my Chick Fil A season because that's when they have the fish sandwich. So it's like they be seeing me every week now. <laughs> this is when they get all my money, and then after Easter, I've it's like had, see y'all next year. I've never had their fish sandwich. It's rather tasty. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I want to bring up as y'all know, I'm excited. April 7th is my, the B2K Millennium Tour. Mm-hmm. They've been having little issues. And yeah. so prayers, y'all. <laughs> I need you guys to like. you like, I just need y'all to make it. <laughs> make it to my date. Resby has quit. Yeah. Then he came back. Then they shit last night, show in Nashville. He walked off the stage upset. Mm-hmm. He put out some message. It really sucks. This being my dream tour is not right. I'm the spirit of this group. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm clearly alone in this. Nashville's been real. Omarion, thanks for being there when nobody else would. The next one says, I suggest nobody talk to me because none of y'all understand what I'm walking through. Um, change the effing intro. I hate. I hate it. So. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> well, I know he said that he had, was leaving initially because he didn't feel comfortable. With Chris Stokes. Yeah. And I didn't know his involvement in this. I don't yeah. know. If Chris well, Stokes, he wasn't initially involved. Because I know he's not... Because B2K technically are together, but right. they don't... They're not... He's not their manager and current. Right. And I don't know if they did this deal, obviously, with separate managers coming together. Mm-hmm. They had their contract. So I don't know how he is involved now with him to say, I don't want him around. Mm-hmm. I do remember the allegations. And I believe it. I totally mm-hmm. believe it. I don't... Mm-hmm. For, for him to potentially have a second chance in the music biz... I don't feel like he would just say that to say that. Plus, right. when it first came out, I, I personally just believed it. Yeah. <coughs> so. But then they seem to have settled that, and mm-hmm. then this again. So I'm like, look, guys. But for him to talk about the intro. <laughs> change the intro, guys. Change the intro, I hate it. <laughs> I want to see B2K, and that means everybody. <laughs> that means including Razby. Okay? Well, so. Hopefully he can make it. Y'all I got need, like two weeks. Come on, so guys. figure it out and stick together. All right. I'm, 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 I'm putting my airbrush t-shirt order soon. <laughs> Don't make me I regret it. I my old airbrush t-shirt. I, I'm going retro. I'm <laughs> not. I know people still going to bring out their fashion over best. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, and um, where is it now? Pretty Little Thing? That's yeah. the next one. That's been around for a minute. I know, but I yeah. feel like it's gaining more traction mm-hmm. in, in, in the thought of time. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I think it's another another area you could hit. Got you. Um, don't make me Get be upset this. with my shirt. My shirt will say, do it for a little saint. That's a V2K. <laughs> you got serve reference. Don't don't make me do all that and come there and everyone's not ready to go. All right? Got don't you. do that to me. I think, yeah, I still have my old one. It's a little worn off. I don't I have it. I still have my concert shirts. Mm-hmm. Bye bye, B2K, Chris Brown. I did yeah. keep all those shirts, but all my other stuff, you know, I wish I had some gauchos. <laughs> I might still. Ah! I still had gauchos in college, low key. <laughs> so I might still have oh, Lord, theirs. Lord. <laughs> I need some gauchos. And, I, I'll look in my closet. <laughs> you know, chunky belts and mm-hmm. Chinese slippers. You know, really do it up. Do it up. Um, a jersey dress or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, come on, y'all. Keep it cool. You got a lot of people excited to see y'all. I hope they can resolve it. Yeah. And change that intro. <laughs> he doesn't like it. So, update on R. Kelly. He was wanting per- permission to leave the country for some supposed shows in Dubai. He says he can't that's make the money only place in the U.S. He, he said that's where, you know, that's where he can make money. Dubai put, basically said, uh-uh, we don't Be know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they basically, said, I'm good, love and joy. Basically, was like, <laughs> we have received no request for him to speak. Mm-hmm. No venues have been booked with his name on it. So basically, they like, who said that? <laughs> Who said that? They don't know what he's talking about. So, so um, I wonder if someone actually booked him and they just trying to be low key about it, or if he just trying to get out of the country. Well, I don't know because if the government is inquiring, you can't avoid that, right? And I don't know the. I do know there probably is certain paperwork and stuff you need to do when you're doing tours in another country so they Mm -hmm. would be aware so Mm -hmm. even if they didn't have the venue I'm very sure you would have to file something you're doing an international tour there's something visa whatever I'm sure there's something so it just kind of makes you just further give the side eye Mm -hmm. that's all you mean Mm -hmm. I mean our eyes is going to fall out our head (laughs) with how hard you're giving the side eye at this point, right. he was also he like did this video of like singing happy birthday, oh. and the daughter was like, "I'm good, love, enjoy." <laughs> like, what you what you doing? <laughs> so it's just yeah, it's just a mess, <sighs> and we'll see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all really I have. Okay. Also, I'm totally into. Mama Moo. It's a K-pop group. Oh, God. I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> but the tracks are I need are you to look up the lyrics. Fire. So we know what the F you're singing. Okay. <laughs> look what song called Go Go Bebe. Poppin'. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> Out of the English parts, because I know the English parts. When they do the Korean, I don't know. But it's jumping for me. We gotta look up the lyrics. Maybe we'll read I think it's about like partying. I think week. it's just like if you look at the video and the English parts they sing, mm-hmm. it's clearly about like having a good time or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't speak Korean, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, it's still a popular song. So if you're intrigued with K pop, I don't know how I stumbled across this. I was this. just about to say, because Crystal, she's been listening to K pop since forever. I know, but I wasn't. Right. But 
And there's another one. She's like a rapper singer, but she has songs in English. Her name gotcha. is Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, <laughs> Google. You won't be disappointed. Okay, hits. Um, that's all for me. Gotcha. All right, so um, we had two questions um, to catch up on. So one is, would you rather never be able to use a touchscreen or never be able to use a keyboard? Um, and a mouse. So, oh snap, Ashes here too said keyboard and mouse. We use touchscreen keyboard on the phone. It's about time computers join the wave. Um, Herm, oh, I'm sorry, her modern life said bye bye touchscreen. Um, Nomad Nay said bye mouse. Um, Street Talk, Real Talk said I love the sound of typing, but I could go without a keyboard and a mouse. I like the sound too. Right, that's what um, True Turner agreed that they like the sound as well, and then they said, but they never use touchscreen, and then Miss Finesse two four seven said never be able to touch a touch a touchscreen, never be able to touch a screen. So what you choosing? Probably keyboard and mouse, cause like outside of work and my laptop, that's the only time I do it, mm-hmm. and like for example, my mom's laptop. Has the it's a normal laptop, but it's a touch screen, so mm-hmm. you could do stuff that way. Mm-hmm. They have touch screens where it's like, uh, like a hologram where you could like mm-hmm. use the table. So yeah. there's ways around it. Yeah. So I probably would give up the keyboard and mouse. See, the only touch although screen I do was... like the mouse though because I hate right. I hate the finger. little trackpad. Yeah, I can't stand it. <clears throat> but um, the only touch screen I use is my phone for real, for real. I've never used any other kind of touch screen. Um, but unless we going back to like old school phones, I feel like there's no way to avoid having a phone with a touch screen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure how most phones. Let's like, like rip out a sidekick. Like, I which feel like... I read a while ago, they was bringing that back. Yeah, um, but, but even the front of it is a touch screen. I don't know. I never actually had a sidekick. So. I thought the front of it was. Um, <laughs> I was a razor gal. Same. So I and know. I had like the knockoff uh, sidekick that was on Sprint, but <laughs> <laughs> it was the closest I ever got to it. Um, so I probably go never be able to use a keyboard in a mouse. Nobody answered our second question. Right, y'all trifling. But it was what is the best and worst purchases you've ever made? So we can just answer. Hmm. Uh-uh, maybe my house for both. Because I feel like... <laughs> I can't stand you. I get so upset every time something goes wrong. I want to send it back, but then I like it. <laughs> Seriously. I get that. I feel like if anyone's interested in whatever you just... If you ever decide to buy a home, property, whatever, like, mm-hmm. it's such a love-hate relationship. relationship. Because, like, you be cool with it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this weekend, my heat... Heat wasn't working, and I was like, send it back. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, that just got fixed. But I feel like I have a love-hate relationship. It's more love than hate, but like, Mm -hmm. if you asked me recently, I would say this house. Because (laughs) you got to fix stuff. You don't know how to fix stuff. Mm -hmm. You know? Here's here's an example. When you you already buy property, buy property. People in Maryland, they have this thing called BGE Home. Yeah. Hit them up. (laughs) And for those who don't know, it's like uh, a service through your gas and electric company, but it's it's a little bit different. Yeah. It helps you pay like a monthly fee. And they'll come out mm-hmm. and fix your whatever you sign up for, whether it's appliances or part of the homes. They'll come out and fix it. So it's kind of like 
kind of like a trusted handyman service. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm, th- I'm sure there's those for anyone all over the country who has similar services. But, you know, I just enrolled and I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> um, so. I think my worst purchase was tra- thinking that I could ever fit jeans from Fashion Nova. What? <laughs> well, Seriously? I'm desert. Well, I, I see some very large They gals. must know how many sizes up to go. Because I swear, like, because I, I figured that their stuff was, like, cut small. Mm-hmm. So I got two sizes up, and them holes still too small. I couldn't get really? them past the thighs. Oh. So I'm like, how many sizes I gotta go up? <laughs> so I just gave up trying. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna keep ordering jeans from these Oh, trying to figure I've out. I've never had jeans from Fashion Nova. I, I stick with my Charlotte Very jeans, large, you know, plus size Walmans. <laughs> and the jeans, their jeans go up to, well, I don't know. They have a variety of yeah. sizes. I don't even know. And I think that's what it is, too, because, like, you a lot of their clothes. Do. Yeah, a lot of their clothes are for plus and not plus. So then it'd be like small, medium, large, and then it'd be like 12, 14, 15. I'm like, how you got they have, small, medium, large, and numbers? They have numbers Pick up one. to 15, but then you have 1X, 2X, 3X, See? and then they have one short, three short. See? That's a lot. See? <laughs> it's confusing. So I'm not really sure. <laughs> I stick with the tr- the stretchy clothes from Fashion Nova. That's, that, I could deal with that. That's my jam. That's interesting. But, mm-mm. Yeah. Um, my best purchase hmm i don't know can i count grad school <laughs> like i'm paying right i'm paying for it i guess i'll count that as my best purchase because i don't know what else would be like a, a really good purchase that was a purchase yeah that's all i have for that do we have any other tv catch-ups girl <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's going on for anything. Got you. Okay, that's fine. I'm out of it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so today our topic is about sex. Um, so we're going to discuss kind of how we were taught about sex, how we learned from our parents or from peers about what sex even was, like, you know, the birds and the bees talk and how we gained knowledge in that area. So, Sinead, do you want to start? Well, I, I mean, for me, I was raised in a very open mm-hmm. household where, where I had a voice and I could talk mm-hmm. and nothing was off limits. Mm-hmm. So, I think I was like eight. I asked my mom, how do you make babies? And my mom told me. My mother never raised me on, like, pet language. Mm-hmm. I knew I had a vagina, mm-hmm. a uterus, fallopian tubes, <laughs> eggs. Mm-hmm. Men, boys grew up to be men, and they had penises mm-hmm. and scrotum, and they had <laughs> sperm. Mm-hmm. Like, that is how she explained to me. Yeah. So, like, I knew the technical terms, and she said, you know, she said when, I remember she said, she did say, when a woman and a man love each other and are married, she put that in. <laughs> she did say that. And are married and they want to have a kid. Mm-hmm. She told me. She was like, the, the man sticks his penis in the vagina. Mm-hmm. He will ejaculate. Like, I'm eight. This is the conversation we're having. <laughs> um, it fertilizes the egg. Mm-hmm. 
And so I remember, I remember this vividly because after she explained, I said, Grandma and Pop Pop did that. <laughs> and she was like, Yeah, I said, You did that. And so I just, like, at that point, I was listing every person I know with children. <laughs> they did that. He did that. My teacher did that. I think my teacher was pregnant at the time. So that's what she did. Like, I just couldn't get over that. Like, everybody was doing that. I'm like, so we just be sticking. So we just be sticking penises in vagina. That's that's what we do. I was just shocked by it. Right. And I thought it was nasty. I, I mean, I was eight. I thought it was gross. Yeah. And I was like, so <laughs> y'all just doing this. Y'all just be sticking each other. <laughs> and she told me. And afterwards, I remember she told me, "Don't tell anyone else. That's a conversation." That your friends should have with their parents separately. If someone asks you, you should tell them to talk to their parent. I right. remember her telling me that. Yeah. And so, after that point, she was like, if you have other questions, come to me. So, mm-hmm. between then, I mean, I ain't got no questions now. But, <laughs> when I had questions of regarding sex or relationships or what is this or how do you do that, she was very open. Mm-hmm. I know it probably creeped her out sometimes. Mm-hmm. But she didn't show it. She was always very honest with me about sex mm-hmm. and what it entails. I don't think I learned most of the technical terms until literally like sex ed in fifth grade. I mean, yeah, in fifth mm-hmm. grade. And that's when I even learned that I had three holes. I'm like, wait, what? No. <laughs> like, it's a whole hole down there that I didn't know about. Like, that's legit. <laughs> like, what? Like, that's what? And look. <laughs> And which one do you stay? <laughs> what? Okay. It's questions. You yeah. don't know. Right. So that's literally when I learned about that. Like, I my I didn't ask my parents, but they also didn't tell me. It was like, I remember seeing, like, Love and Basketball. They were still covering my eyes. Oh, and was like, they really? Yeah. Like, so they didn't, I didn't inquire but they also didn't like, like offer sit us. you down and say hey right right it was more like anytime there was a sex scene on tv it would just be like just wait no <laughs> and you like for what what are they doing what am i waiting for no i'm just, I'm just like okay like, okay i don't know what they're quite doing right. color my eyes every time all i hear is the music <laughs> right pretty much like so i didn't know what was happening half the time until we started, and then we had, like, sex ed again in mm-hmm. middle school, and they went a little bit more in-depth. But then, like, still even at that point, it was still, like, a lot of it just seemed gross. It was just, like, Right, it's like, I wasn't interested, I'm not, I was like, I don't get it. Right, and, like, you do that to people, and they be dirty. Like, it was just, like, so many and, we, and, and then in middle school, we was learning about, like, the STDs. Mm-hmm. They were still STDs then. Mm-hmm. And they were showing you the pictures. So it was like, this certainly didn't make me want to try that now. I was right. like, this, uh, right. hurt, what? Gonorrhea. And I, that's what, I was reading an article, and it was saying how, like, schools, they kind of, like, damage kids' perspective of sex because they don't want them to be having it so bad that they, like, harp down on STDs and all those kinds of things instead of... Harping on how to do it safely. I don't, I don't agree with that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's a real part of it. The risk. I think you should oh, yeah, talk about it. But I also feel like in sex ed, we talked about condoms and stuff like that. I don't feel like, from what I remember, that it was just this harsh... I don't remember it was this attitude of don't do it. Mm-hmm. 
I don't remember that. I feel like it was. But I also feel like in middle school, no, I don't think I you mean, should. I, I mean, I mean, that too. High school is one thing. Middle school, you 12, 13. I, I don't think you should be doing Did it. Did we have sex at in high school? No, I don't, I don't think, think you so. had anything. You had That's health. That's what we probably should have. I believe, I think we had health. Because mm-hmm. I do remember us talking about it, but I think that was like ninth grade, tenth. It was early yeah. in high school, yeah. but I I gotta be honest. In middle school, I don't think we should. You should. I think in middle school you have sex ed. You should obviously learn about the body part. Mm-hmm. You learn about sex, safe sex, and you you talk about the risk, mm-hmm. which is pregnancy, because mm-hmm. they talked about that, which is disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I think that's fair. I. I, I I ain't trying to judge nobody. I just think middle school's a really early time. I agree that it's early, sex. but I think that most people just use the risk as a tactic to for them to not have sex instead of really explaining to them like the emotional stuff involved with it. I don't think that's school's responsibility then. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think what school is teaching is what they should teach you. I think those conversations really should be had at home. Mm-hmm. I don't I I personally feel like the school should reinforce what you should already know. I don't mm-hmm. think school is responsible for teaching you everything. I mean, they're not. And I don't think those are conversations. And look, I'm not a parent, but I do feel like I will have an open dialogue mm-hmm. with my children because mm-hmm. that was with me and I felt like that did me some good. Right. I don't feel like you should just rely on the school's sex ed or health class to teach your children about their body and about sex because to me as a parent those are the conversations you have about the emotional ties and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that's not something i feel like school got to be teaching you about i think school Mm -hmm. teaches you about your body parts the side the the risk of having sex the safe way to have sex i think that's appropriate and i think Mm -hmm. i guess i disagree i think i agree with everything except for that school shouldn't be discussing the emotional side of it i think that should be a part of the conversation I don't think it's necessary because for some people they don't even they have different logic for that. That's to mm-hmm. me the emotional ties. Some people don't even believe sometimes sex has them. So what do you? So what have you, that discussion at twelve and thirteen? I don't in middle I said school. I in school. I'm not saying necessarily in middle school. I'm just saying in school. I don't think in school because that to me kind of it goes into too much of what your parent may not want you to know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they do have a right in that. I do think parents should be open. Mm-hmm. But there's limits to that. And I don't feel like you should put that on the school. I just, I think that's too much. The school still be teaching about Columbus Day. We want, we want, we, we want y'all to teach our children about sex. We trust y'all enough to do that. You still got people thinking he discovered something. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, though for me? I think there's a lot of like, I think you shouldn't rely on... I'm uh, not saying that you should. I don't think... I, I'm, I'm saying... I said what I said. I don't think... Emotional ties and stuff like that... I don't think that's necessary to go through sex. I think that's the parent job. I don't think you should get everything from school. I just don't agree. Got you. But I, what I was saying was for me... they Your parents, they could tell you that they, they could... They gave you a permission slip for your parents to sign if you did not want your child to be in sex ed. So that if even if you didn't want them to learn the basics that we did learn, you could say no and they would go off and do something else. So it wasn't like they had to learn in school. It was always an option of the parents whether or not to have them in the class. I remember that from fifth grade. I don't know if that happened in middle school or not. I can't remember. Because that was such a, like, it was a full-blown class for us in middle school. It wasn't, like, it wasn't fifth grade. It was just, like, part of the curriculum in fifth grade. 
But do you remember it being like that for you? I don't really remember. I don't. I'm sure there was a permission slip. Um, I think middle school is just a part of your gym health class. Yeah. But I know, like high elementary school, I do remember it was like a special time you were learning about the menstrual cycle and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I mean, once again, I think it's good things to learn, but I personally feel like that should be like. The information to reinforce stuff you should already know or have conversations about at home. That's just how I feel. I no, I definitely agree with that. I, I don't. I agree that. I mean, I do think. I think the base comes at home. Yeah. And I and do wonder why parents don't feel comfortable saying that mm-hmm. or having those conversations with their children. Well, I think it could just be uncomfortable for them too. Like they don't want to think about their child understanding that kind of stuff. Well, Even I think that's should. naive. I think that's I, a naive thought. Um, your kids gonna have sex <laughs> uh, with who we don't know, <laughs> what they like you may not know yet, but they're gonna have sex. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that's dumb because you can't at the same time hope your kid gets married and have grandkids, but you don't want to tell them Thanks. how to have grandchildren. I mean, Thanks. it just, you know what I mean? Like, right. and I'm like telling you have mental pictures, but your kids are going to have sex. Right. Period. Right. But I do think that's hard for some parents to get past. I think they set their kids up for failure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have kids looking for information yeah. instead of being knowledgeable mm-hmm. and knowing that I don't have to experience to know about it. I don't mm-hmm. have to rely on my peers and kind of playing the game of telephone. Mm-hmm. I remember in middle school, you know, there was people, there was a certain person. I was going to bring that up. Who. It was a big scandal in middle school. Who was, you know, giving blowjobs. Right. And I didn't know what a blowjob like, was. Ooh. I went home and I said, Mom, what is head? What is giving head? Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? what do you, <laughs> I mean, what is that? I said, there's a girl at school like, Giving everybody a head. <laughs> is that not what happened? It is what happened. All right. Giving <laughs> everybody a head. I said I heard she had like a list of rating the sizes and stuff. That's what I heard. That's what I heard, y'all. I don't know. It was a big scam. It was a thing, it okay? Was a thing. <laughs> you went to our school, you'll know. Right, you know who's I just, I just look, before you get, that's what I heard. <laughs> And she said, I remember going like, what's going on with your school? <laughs> we were even like. And she told me. She told yeah. me what hair was. I thought it was gross. Yeah, we I did. was like, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. <laughs> let me tell you something. Not a lot has changed. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I was like, uh, uh, what? And then a lot, and then what I heard yeah. was that it was happening after, after basketball like basketball games. And that was like, it was dirty balls. <laughs> that made it grosser for me. Like sweaty, <laughs> just no, Ugh, no. So and I but just yeah, thought, ew. I remember like, especially like us, we were so like disgusted by it and like, why are y'all doing that? And like, it was just so much like, Ugh. It was a lot. <laughs> it was literally a scandal in middle school when that happened. Because it was just like, what the heck are y'all doing? <laughs> like, when did it change for you when it wasn't gross? Because, like... I think... I think high school. Then it didn't... I think high school... Maybe, like, senior year of high school. Yeah, like... Senior end. year? Yeah. I feel <laughs> like... It didn't switch in my head. I think probably, like, 10th grade. 
ninth grade was like to me glorified eighth grade and a half. I yeah. just didn't feel like I wasn't, and especially for us because we went to school with like so many of the same. It people. didn't really feel different. I think once I got in tenth grade. You know, you turn 16, I had my license, mm-hmm. I was out more, I felt like I was feeling feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then it flipped where, I didn't think it was gross, but I just didn't get it. Like, I didn't have any feelings towards it. <laughs> right. Because I didn't do anything. Right. Not on that level. Right, right, right. You know, at that yeah. point, I, you know, you kiss, mm-hmm. little a petting, mm-hmm. you don't really know what you're petting. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was very, I was so innocent, y'all. <laughs> so, for me, it... it wasn't like nasty anymore, but mm-hmm. it was just like I wasn't intrigued enough to just go do it. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I was definitely curious about it because mm-hmm. at that point, several people were peers were having sex. So, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I def- was pregnant at that point. I definitely wasn't hearing the greatest stories. It wasn't making me want to do anything. I gotta be honest. <laughs> right. I heard a lot. It hurt. It was you uncomfortable. Bleed. You bleed. I'm like, oh, this don't, this don't sound fun. This don't sound like I want to do that. <laughs> like nothing I was hearing made me want to go there. I'm right. like, okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I also, as I got older, and. Like I said, I just was very open. So as conversations continue, whether I had questions or we watched TV and I asked something, my mother mm-hmm. made a point to be like, you know, my mom always said, she wants me to wait till marriage and she made that clear. Mm-hmm. She said if you didn't, she said she hopes you feel comfortable to talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. She wants me to be safe. And she always would tell me, I don't want you to have regrettable experiences. So she would always be like, if you engage with someone and y'all have sex, and y'all break up or don't work out, would you be upset that you laid down with him? Mm-hmm. She was like, don't have regrets. Mm-hmm. She was like, you know, then she went into her her experiences and she talked about how she doesn't have regrets. Everything didn't, all the relationships, you know, some relationships mm-hmm. didn't work out or whatever, but she didn't have regrets. And right. so I think that was a message that held close to me. Mm-hmm. And even I think about it now. Um, when I engage with someone, I go, will I regret this later? Mm-hmm. If him and I don't work out or if it's just casual, am I cool if it's just been casual? Like, mm-hmm. I ask myself these questions mm-hmm. before I engage with someone and, mm-hmm. like, I don't have regrets mm-hmm. um, thus far. And so I think when you talked about earlier the emotional stuff, yeah. I was receiving that as well. Right. Along with the technical of this is how you do it. But I right. was getting conversations of, you know, know your worth and mm-hmm. that guys um you know some guys will do whatever to do it mm-hmm. you have to make sure you trust the person mm-hmm. and you feel like they care about you and you know so I did receive that part of it right. but I know everyone doesn't right so I get that right because I remember I think this was in yeah I think this was in high school when we were like big on um the AOL online the chat was it no aim was that the one with chat? No, AOL no. chat. No, it wasn't AIM. Wasn't it AIM? Is it AIM? AOL? Whatever the chat room was called. But um, we were being big on there. And I remember, because I got in trouble for this. Um, I would just want to hear people's stories from the people that were having sex. Because I'm like, I don't have no clue what the heck. And so they would like tell us details in there. And I think what happened was um, in that slew of like conversation... Two of my friends got into like an argument, and one of my friends was like, "Can you save this as a document so I can have it as receipts for later?" 
And so at that point, I didn't have my own laptop. I was on my mom's laptop. Oh! <laughs> so I saved it. Risky business. <laughs> and so then, like, I don't know how much later, it might have been months or so, later my mom found it. She was like, why were y'all talking about this? It seems like this is what y'all regularly talk about. And I, I don't remember what I told her, but I remember I got in trouble for it. But for me, it was just like, because I have no clue. Because I'm like, I want to hear people's stories because I don't know what the heck is happening. I don't know what the heck people doing. So do you feel like you never felt an urge to ask your parents anything? No. Mm-mm. I, I never brought I would I never would have brought that up to them. No. I would not go to them and ask them questions. But that's why I said for depending on people's households, I think sometimes the conversation can be started in school and then they go home and ask questions if they have more. Or it can be started at home and they can learn supporting information at school. That's why my perspective is a little bit different. But you never I, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. But, like, even when you learn stuff in school, you never felt an urge to go home and ask clarifying questions or anything like that. Mm-mm. It just... No. Nope. <laughs> I would ask my peers. I would more likely ask them. Than, even, like, when I would have really bad period cramps, I would ask my you friends. Didn't ask, oh, wow. Now and, like, like and that's how I found out that there was even medicine for cramps. Like, that, I heard that from friends. Like, that's how I found out about that. Is there, is there anything... And you do you remember why... Even for like I don't think I ever felt comfortable. Okay, because I was like, was there anything that made you? Because like even the period one, because your mom had a period, so like you could answer. (laughs) You know what I mean? I get the sex one, right? But just you question in general, you just never. Uh And I get it. I think I personally think because I think the only way my parents even found out I got my period is I had another health issue and I had to go to the doctor. And that's oh, how they found she didn't out. know you. They didn't mm-hmm. know you on your period. Mm-hmm. How did you get pads and stuff? I don't know, but I think they gave some out in school. And that's what you were using. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. I was. Not, I didn't ask them about it. I just didn't. I remember I got my period at church. Mm. We was doing a. There was. I was at church with my mom. Mom was like on the culinary community. Was like prepping for food and stuff, and I was there. Mm-hmm. And I went to the bathroom, and I was like, uh, <laughs> "What is this?" And I came back, and it was in the kitchen. It was like I think it was my mom, it was my aunt, my grandma, and it was like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "It's see how open this." I'm in front of my grandma, my aunt, and my mother, and I had no calls. Like, I think I just got my period. <laughs> And it was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, they was all like, <laughs> it was like, everybody jumping in. They was like, um, so they was like looking in, like, you know, the back room, like, to see if the church had, because obviously they didn't, they weren't, they didn't have anything on them. Mm-hmm. So they looked and they found, like, some pads. It was like, mm-hmm. it was one of those, like, school, like, brick pads. Oh, yeah, those things was huge. And I was like, what like, y'all think we need these? <laughs> it felt like a diaper. It definitely did. And so then, the school nurse was the best, though. And then, you know, we did it, and that was it. And mm-hmm. I remember the second day when I was bleeding, it felt like a lot. And yeah. I remember I was at home. I was on the toilet, and I was crying. I was like, this is what this is. <laughs> because it felt like so much. Yeah. And I got my period relatively late. Like, a lot of my friends already had it. Yeah, so I got mine at 11. I felt left out to some degree. I wish mine would have Because I didn't get mine till right before 8th grade graduation. So, that's mm-hmm. why I said I was a little mm-hmm. late compared to my peers. Yeah. So, I already felt left out, which, honestly, 
You were talking about being young and naive and not knowing no, no better. Honestly, <laughs> like, there was a point where I wanted. To I did too, because I was like talking about they're women now. They got pee. I was just like, and as soon as I, I got that, and, and then I, was I like, got take it. Take it back. They too, me crying on the toilet. I was like, <laughs> I don't like this. It's a lot. I couldn't go swimming when I wanted to. I was like, take I felt it uncomfortable. Back. I couldn't sneeze anymore. I felt yeah, that's the word. You can't sneeze or cough. I felt I didn't like it, <laughs> and so yeah. But um, I felt like I was one of the earlier ones of my friends because it was I was eleven. It was fresh in like middle school. I was late. I was like the last one, so mm-hmm. I kind of felt this weird like left out because I wasn't. Wearing pads, and then it was the second tier of tampons, which I was like, I, girl, I, I never I got that. I didn't get, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I mean, my mother was trying to teach me how, and like, <laughs> I never got. The only instruction I got around that was a book. I think my cousin that lives in New York, she had a book, and it, I think it was just about health, sex, like all of that. It I had it. I, I still had that book. It's at my mother's house. I borrowed it from her, and it had pictures on how to put right. a stamp on it. it that like, was how I figured it out, because I tried it by looking, I literally looking at pictures. I, I remember. And I'm like, all right, let's, you know, figure this I remember, out. And I think I, I the first time I wore a tampon, me and my dad went to Lexington Market, and I felt so freaking uncomfortable just walking with that thing in me. So that's how it wasn't it right. Uh-uh. So I tried, <laughs> it wasn't working, and my mom was like, do you feel it? You shouldn't feel it. I'm like, I feel it. So this ain't in route. And so I said, fudge it. I was using pads. Because I was like, I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't get it. Like, she was trying to show me. She's like, put your leg. I was like, I don't look. I don't know. And I don't want to put my leg up. Okay? So, that's so interesting. Because like, I don't even think I was taught how to, like, shave my legs and my armpits. I just figured it out. Now, I don't know if I was taught that either. I remember I in make, middle I school, I remember I, I asked for a razor because I was mm-hmm. like, I want to shave my legs. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, you barely have no body hair. You, you're not shaving it. I think I was like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. She was like, you're not doing that. You're not. Well, I remember it was this big thing. You're not. I'm not buying you razors. You don't need to shave it. My mother refused. That's what happened with my friend for um, fifth grade graduation. This girl had mad armpit hair. And she was wearing a strapless dress, and her mother would not let her shave her armpit because she felt like she was growing up too soon. And she had the bushy pits at graduation because her mom. I mean, at minimum, make her wear a cardigan or something. (laughs) Her mother refused to let her shave because she felt like it was growing up too soon. Which I still don't get that correlation. Shaving your pits is growing up too soon. Well, I think it's just, I don't know about that, but I know it's something you have to maintain. Well, yeah. So maybe she, I don't know, but <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I wasn't at that level at that grade. <laughs> right. Grade, so I'm not sure, but yeah, I remember wanting to shave. Because I think, I, once again, so young and so dumb, right? <laughs> you you feel like these things make you feel like you grown. more grown-like, adult-like, mm-hmm. you know, like the period, and then you're shaving, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I remember like high school when like... People get their eyebrows done. I'm like, why can't I get mine to arch and dumb? That was probably one of the few things that I was allowed to do. My mother was like, you don't need them. Your eyebrows, fine. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get my eyebrows done until junior prom. (laughs) And even then she was like, we cleaning up. We not, don't. don't." (laughs) She was clear with them. We we cleaning. We not, we not. Which I'm grateful because I have eyebrows. So I'm grateful. Right. 
But um, but you were like allowed to like dye your hair and all that kind of stuff and cut your hair how you wanted to. Yeah, sixteen. Like my mom, I personally felt like she was fair. Mm-hmm. Um, sixteen. Mm-hmm. My mother was like, "You can dye your hair." She had to approve the color, but I could get rinses, not permanent, because mm-hmm. I had a lot of color in mm-hmm. high school. Um, and that's what the same with cutting my hair. Everything was upon her approval, mm-hmm. but she never told me no. Maybe because I, I was reasonable, but my thing was I couldn't wear I couldn't wear makeup till I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. I couldn't cut my hair or dye my hair till I was sixteen, mm-hmm. and I couldn't wear like heel heels until I was sixteen. Because I remember I would try that early. She was like, uh 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 uh, put see, that I back. I think I was interested in a lot of that stuff. Like I you were pretty tomboyish yeah, for a while. Like I didn't dye my well, I wasn't allowed to dye my hair till like senior year of high school. But as far as makeup, I got that for the first time with y'all in college. Like, but before then, of course, like I had somebody do my makeup for junior prom and senior prom. But outside of that, I did not own makeup products, and I did not know what the heck to do. I, I <laughs> and I didn't really get more into makeup till college, and yeah. even then, I've come a long way. Praise <laughs> the Lord. In high school, when I was allowed, I maybe did mascara, mm-hmm. certain like lip gloss. I wasn't in. You know, now the foundation of contour, like that was yeah. not a part of it if yeah. I wore it. Right. Maybe eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much it. But, but like, even when I go to Ulta, it'd be so many little kids in there. I'm like, how do y'all know about this stuff? I'm still learning. Like, what the heck? Well, well, I was having it's interesting because I had a conversation with my colleagues, and uh, two of them have daughters that are like 12. One was 13, about to turn 13. The other one is like a freshman in high school. and we was just talking about how they raised them versus how I was raised. Keep in mind, I'm talking to non-black people. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and I was just telling the rules. And I was like, oh, your mom was so cool. I, I don't feel like I can have those boundaries with my daughter. And I said, why? Why Why can't you tell her no? What, what's the thought the process in? Wait, she can't tell her no? But some of the boundaries, like, you know, I had to wait till I was 16. I had uh-huh. to, you know what I mean? It wasn't, mm-hmm. I had different, I had to wait longer where, like, her mm-hmm. daughter's already wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. You know what gotcha, I mean? Gotcha. And, you know, the types of phones and stuff like that. I was like, mm-hmm. I understand social media is different because yeah. at 12, That's all we had was MySpace. Yeah. We didn't have Snapchat, Instagram. So I do think parents today have to deal with something our parents did not have to deal with. Yeah. And even for me wanting to be a parent one day, That'll be something new because yeah. it'll be even more, I'm sure, then. Yeah. So that's something new. But she was just talking about how, like, you know, you, what happens when your kid comes home? They're like, well, all your friends are wearing makeup. She's like, you feel pressure. I said, but don't you feel like you got to take control in the matter? I'm mm-hmm. not a parent. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to understand. But, like, if that came home and said, that would piss Carla off that I even brought up somebody else's parents. <laughs> well, go live with them then. Because I'll be like, well, she's not your mother. I am. <laughs> And I said, no, what do you want for dinner? It wouldn't have been like, but I also feel like, she was like, you know, y'all want my daughter to be like, I don't like you. I'm like, your daughter's bold to even say that. That would have never came out of my mouth. Even if I felt like I don't like her, that would have never came out of my mouth if she told me no to something like, I don't like you. Are you crazy? I, I don't know if she didn't instill enough fear in her, but for me, I would have never said, I hate you, I don't like you. Right. Even if I felt that way, right. it was never coming out of my mouth. Right. So I don't know, but yeah. I just think you have to do what you feel is best as a parent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. think most of the time, They're some don't is... need to be parents. 
environment just because you can don't mean you should that's agreed, all i'm saying agree agree however most of, i think most parents are trying to do their best and yeah they can and acknowledge i could do that better or mm-hmm. you know next time i would do that differently you learn mm-hmm. as you go so there's no shade to parents mm-hmm. um i know it's not easy. I had a two-year-old laying on my floor earlier, getting chicken in my rug, and I was like, "Okay, hey, 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 it's time for a nap." You got chicken crumbs in my rug. You falling out. You making a whole bunch of noise. I can't imagine dealing with that twenty-four-seven. Mm-hmm. They go, "Hey, hey, hey, put that down. Hey, sit down." I'm like, "Oh, that's a lot." You know, they have a theory that the reason why um, a lot of kids. One of their first words is no, is because they're always told no, like to stop doing things, and that's why that's one of their first few words. Well, hey, <laughs> put the glass closer down, okay? Yeah. Get get out of that outlet. Hey, no, you know what I mean. You don't say yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry. That could be really it. I mean, what am I supposed to say? Hey. Don't touch, I mean, get away and stop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to tell them something. Right, yeah. And oftentimes, no. <laughs> right, no, no, no. Right. No, no, no. We don't touch that. No, no, no. Stop. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really think you should be open. I agree. As, as, as comfortable as possible, not as comfortable as possible. I think it does a lot of good. I don't think, I think sometimes... Parents believe if I'm telling them, then I'm telling them how. And there's mm-hmm. a difference between making someone aware. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference. And I think people get them confused. Can just assume that just because I'm saying this is how you do it means, well, tomorrow I'm going to do it. That's, right. that's not it. And I always say this, and whether it sounds eh, it's not as, if the kid want to do it, they're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do believe yeah. that to a certain They'll extent. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Now you could. They gonna ask their friends. They gonna if they find ask you, out they, you got Google now. Like yeah. the kid can Google at like eight years old to say it. <laughs> so I think it's important. I do because I think technology is so much bigger now. Mm-hmm, We're like they can find out something earlier. You, I, my, my niece cousin. Mm-hmm. I can give her an iPad right now, and she knows how to find Google, and she knows how to find YouTube. Mm-hmm. So guaranteed, if she got older and had questions and nobody was answering, she could easily go on one of her computers or whatever and just yeah. type it in. Yeah. And so that's why I feel like it probably is important to have the dialogue. I'm sure it makes parents feel uncomfortable to talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. but it's like, wouldn't you rather them come to you than get misinformation somewhere else or yeah. Googling and seeing stuff they don't need to be seeing. Like blue waffle. That's what I'm saying. I just think <laughs> I just think there's importance. I'm very sure my mother's uncomfortable in, in a lot of those conversations. Mm-hmm. Like sitting here explaining this to me or telling me about you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm very literally I'm a texter I did this to confirm. <laughs> I'm sure there are moments she's like, oh Lord <laughs> I gotta answer I gotta right like I'm very sure she felt that way yeah. but she couldn't I couldn't tell him and because she answered my questions and made me feel like I didn't feel like such a kid it made me go I want to talk to my mom because mm-hmm. she'll listen to me she won't shut me down and she mm-hmm. won't and I know for me as a parent that is something I'll do for my kids I always felt like I had a voice yeah I and, was reading this other article and, and that was important and it was just talking about how like when you're younger it's this like it's, well, for a lot of people's parents and for school combined it's like this don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then all of a sudden, like, after college, when you're in your career, it's like, give me grandbabies. And it's like, whoa, 
Like, how we get from one thing to another without even learning how to have a healthy relationship in the process. And so I do think that's another thing that, you know, parents or whoever's around kids, raising kids, whatever, should try to implement into the conversation. Like, because I think that that's important, too. And I just, I feel like I experienced the switch from one to the other. Like, one second, it was like, just wait. And now it's like, when are you giving me some grandkids? I'm like, whoa. You should go home and be like, how? 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 <laughs> how do you have grandkids, mom? How? <laughs> right. Because I'm just like, whoa. Like, we literally just went from one How you know I even know how another. to do that? How you know? <laughs> right. We ain't never talk about it. Facts. How do, how do I do that for you? <laughs> what are the steps? <laughs> She'll just look at you like you're crazy. She'll just be like, Cindy, get on my room. She'll be like, cut it out. I don't know how you know, but I know you know. So I do think, and I'm, I'm sure that I'm not the only one that experienced that, but I just feel like it's this big switch from right, one right. to the other. Because you're an adult now, so they're like, all right, have kids. And I'm like, whoa, like, pause. Right. <laughs> Let's take a time out real quick. Because there's some steps in between there that I got to get through first. No, I understand, and I agree. I think it's a balance, and I just hope people do their best at the end of the day. And I know for me, when I do have children, I want to try to have a open communication with my kids, an open feedback household. That's how I was raised, and I feel like it did me well as I became an adult. Like I don't feel no type of way about setting my opinion and encouraging your children and letting them know that they have thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes kids can be... feel shut down. Like, yeah. you're, this is grown folks business. Mm-hmm. They don't concern you. Yeah. And then that affects them when they get to an adult and they maybe not feel comfortable communicating mm-hmm. or they feel shut down. They feel like they can't. And so I think just having the open communication and not just about sex. And also have their own opinions. I think I do because you know yeah. something? I really have such a I can always say my opinion. That yeah. don't mean it went my way. <laughs> right. right? Right? That's true. Yeah. But my mother listened. She right. would say, all right, I understand. Mm-hmm. We have to do it this way. Yeah. She made it clear. Yeah. But she never shut me down. Mm-hmm. And I think in my family as a whole, my kids, my cousins and I, we could always say what we wanted. It didn't mean it went our way. Right. But everybody let us speak. Right. And yeah. I think that now we're, none of us can shut up and everyone's really opinionated in my family and we yell over Uno but we all have distinct voices and opinions and we don't feel no type of way articulating it yeah. but it was just that was the environment so I feel like for me it was always like oh Jesus y'all I'm sorry <laughs> for mm. me it was always this like stuck in between like my church friends where their families were like way more strict than mine but then it was like my school friends and it was like to them I was the strict family and it was always like my parents like we relax compared to your other friends and I'm looking at my school friends like uh uh-uh. y'all extra strict compared to them so it was like I was always in that in between of like I'm in a half strict household half loose household I can totally see that. <laughs> Um, you met me, and I was just like, oh, no, just like, Well, it was like, that, and I think that's kind of why we had the Kool-Aid house, is what they call the house. Everybody just came over our house, and it was like, well, we don't got to worry about you going out and whose house you're going to be at, because everybody come here. 
And like that lasted dang near until you moved closer to me. Then it became your house. I don't. I still don't understand why that was your necessary. house. Because my house was further away for everybody. Your mm. house was a good middle ground. Mm. <laughs> so it switched to your house mm. in like junior year of high school. But up until then, it was just always everybody came over our house, so they just felt more comfortable because it was just like they all in the basement watching Blockbuster. Like that literally was what we would do like every weekend. So that was just like. I guess how they found the in between for being strict versus being relaxed and let me go out and hang out with whoever. We st- I feel like you we still went out though. I don't think not until like junior year. Well, where are we gonna go? We have cars and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So like outside of our parents dropping us off, <laughs> we really couldn't do that much. I mean, we lived a suburban lifestyle. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't a way to get around. Right. Yeah. Really. That we knew of. I mean, I I feel like the first time I rode the subway, I was, it was my birthday when I turned eighteen. We didn't, oh. we just didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I think I did, but it was always with my parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we had cars. And then it changed. Mm-hmm. And then we were out more. Because mm-hmm. my mother to this day, she feels like we was living the life. She was like, <laughs> at seventeen, y'all would be like, oh, we're going to Red Lobster. She was like, I went to the corner store for pizza. Y'all was at Red Lobster. <laughs> She was like, I mean, I'm like, that seemed pretty basic to us. I don't know. It was, it was like, it was the restaurants around the mall. It was the like. restaurants around the mall. It was close to where we live. Yeah. We like biscuits. Like, we didn't think it was that big of a deal. But she was like, for y'all to be like, oh, I'm going to Red Lobsters. Like, she was like, you're, you're 17. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know. Yeah. Good times. Good times. But. I think we kind of covered everything about the birds and the bees and even a little bit more just about the relationship with parents and how we learned stuff as we got older. If you guys think we missed anything or if you have any stories you want to share about how you learned about the birds and the bees, let us know. Um, always pay attention to our Instagram. Please answer our question this week since none of y'all wanted to answer the question. Did y'all not like it? <laughs> Clearly. Not one. I mean... <laughs> Um, wasn't our we? If y'all got questions, suggestions, or topic suggestions, email us at goodgirlsbehavedbadly at gmail.com. Um, and just pay attention to the other content we have. We have a giveaway going on right now, so participate in that um, before we announce the winner because you don't want to miss out on that opportunity because I will take it from y'all because I want a shirt too. Um, but other than that, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing the good and the bad of every week.